What's up, everybody? We're going to start Season 2 of Collateral Gaming with a podcast shout-out. This episode's podcast shout-out is Nerds Amalgamated. Now, this is a podcast I've been meaning to shout-out for actually a long time. Um, it just ended up being other podcasts that I wanted on specific episodes, and now we're finally here. Uh, these guys are from Australia, and if there's anything I love almost as much as a British accent, it's an Australian accent. So believe me, I could listen to these guys all day. Um, Nerds Amalgamated covers a wide range of nerdy topics. They've got practically anything you're interested in if you're a nerd like us. Uh, games, movies, comics, uh, even science and technology. They cover uh, a wide variety of nudes in those areas. And there's always something you'll be interested in every episode. Uh, the hosts, uh, DJ, Buck, and the professor, have good personalities and, and good chemistry. I found myself um, enjoying listening to them go over various topics. They stay on topic, and um, they're entertaining as well. So you can go follow Nerds Amalgamated on Apple Podcasts, on Spotify, and uh, other platforms as well. That being said, on with the show. I'm Ashley Chancellor. I'm Dakota Chancellor. This is Collateral Gaming. Welcome to Collateral Gaming, the only video game podcast that matters, where we focus on good games, bad games, and everything else in between in the world of gaming. We are podcasting straight from San Antonio, Texas, and yes, my friends, we are a 420-friendly podcast, so whatever you have, be it bongs, be it dabs, be it blunts, joints, edibles, etc., smoke it if you've got it, or, I mean, edibles, I guess you would eat. Um, also, don't smoke meth. That's pretty bad. I would Stay say so. That. Stay away from <laughs> it, kids. So, Collateral Gaming Season 2. I am so excited to be back. We're here in Section 9 Studios, which has been moved to, and you heard it right, San Antonio, Texas, at my house um, that my wife and I just bought. Um, we are setting up the studio to be something professional that we're going to be able to rent out to local podcasters. That's going to be exciting, right, Dakota? Yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun. A lot yeah. of good people coming in and out of here. So... I mean, since we've already been through one season of Collateral Gaming, um, I, I feel like it's not necessary to really introduce ourselves anymore. People know who we are. Right. We may add on some co-hosts. We want to. We want to have some guest hosts as well. Um, what are you looking forward to most with Collateral Gaming Season 2? There's nothing really like a game I'm looking forward to. I'm just looking to see how we're going to progress this season with you know, uh, views, downloads, things like that, our presence on social media. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah, right. I mean, I'm That's excited. What I'm looking to forward to. Yeah, yeah, for sure. That's what my, I'm most excited about. Um, more so than any of the games we're going to talk about. I'm excited about to see where this podcast goes. To try out some new games we've never played before, and to boldly go where no podcast has gone before. Nice. Yes. To grow Straight out of the mouth our... of James T. Kirk. <laughs> 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 we should do a Star Trek game sometime. I want to do a Doctor Who game. Um, that that's on my to-do list. Anyway, another segment we like to have at the beginning of every Collateral Gaming episode is Collateral Gaming News. 
what's going on in the world of gaming. Well, Dakota and I are both going to... This, this is how we're going to run it now. Dakota and I are both going to bring in something gaming-related in terms of news. Um, and we're both going to come together and see what we have. So PlayStation 5. PlayStation 5 was announced. Confirmed specs. It's going to have an 8-core AMD chipset based on third-generation Ryzen architecture. Uh, GPU taking the best bits of the Radeon Navi GPU family. Um, it's going to have S SSD storage system, not unlike uh, the MacBook that we're running on, this podcast on using Logic. Um, 3D audio, backwards compatibility with PS4 games, which, by the way, is in a poll what people were most excited about, which is odd because if that's the thing you're the feature you're most excited about, why not why not just keep a PS4, <laughs> right? Interesting. <laughs> Are, are they also going to do PS3 games? or um, Not as far as I know, because PS4 wasn't compatible with PS3 games. However, PlayStation does have a streaming service where you can play PS3 games. Oh, that's, that's their right. answer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, they I already played, do that. I played on that before. Um, ray tracing is going to be brought to it. Also, uh, 4K gaming, which was, I believe, a feature with the PS4 Pro. Um, but yeah, PS5 is coming out. There's no designs out yet, as far as I know. Nothing confirmed. What about you, Dakota? What news do you have? <laughs> well, I know that uh, Fortnite recently had a lot going on with it. I kind of stopped playing Fortnite because I've been getting more into Apex. Yeah, I know. I did that, too. But anyway, um, Fortnite, you mentioned it to me first before I even played it. Yeah. And there's like this black hole going on where nobody could log into the game. People got kicked and shit. And apparently you, you log in, you load in, and you like, Started a new world and it's a whole new Fortnite world. So yeah, yeah, they, they made like people out. think though that it, it was like gonna go down or something, right? Isn't that what you said? Yeah, I mean, people were legitimately convinced that the game was over. I mean, I was seeing <laughs> it on Facebook and everything, which of course is, it was a fake out. It was an obvious fake out, but it was really interesting. Yeah, and apparently everybody who was in game witnessed that event, and even people who were in the lobby were kicked out. And mm -hmm. for a long time, all they saw was that black wheel. Sorry, black hole. <laughs> um, so that that's really interesting. Uh, Fortnite, Fortnite is kind of kind of diminishing to the background, but um, maybe they'll manage to keep themselves relevant with that new update, the new game map. That's pretty exciting. I think that pretty much concludes collateral gaming news for now. Um, Honestly, there may yeah. have been some other topics, but I can't think of anything. So I mean, I could always talk about Death Stranding. I mean, Death I could Stranding. always bring that because that's coming <laughs> next month now. So yeah. Oh. I'll tell you what, another piece of news. Uh, they dropped a trailer for The Last of Us Part 2. You are right. Woo. That's really exciting. I'm really, I'm really happy about that. Um, the trailer looks brutal. Uh, and it looks to expand upon everything that was great about the first game, which you can hear in our episode on The Last of Us. So, what game are we talking about today, Dakota? Uncharted. Uh, the Nathan Drake collection, right? Yep, yeah, yeah, to be specific. So this is the first three PS3 games uh, remastered and collected onto one disc for the PS4. Uh, for the PS4. So uh, now Uncharted is also developed by Naughty Dog, like our previous episode, uh, The Last of Us, which I just mentioned, right? and uh, exclusively on Sony hardware. So you won't see it anywhere else except for PlayStation. That's the way it's meant to be. Um, I'm sorry, did I say that out loud? <laughs> <laughs> so the Uncharted series, um, 
we're going to get to kind of talk about as a whole because we're going to talk about three different games. Uncharted, Drake's Fortune, Uncharted 2, Among Thieves, and Uncharted 3, Drake's Deception, which are on the Nathan Drake collection. We'll even mention some of the you know the games that have come since, like Uncharted 4 and The Lost Legacy, but mainly going to focus on those three. And um, But we're going to focus them not only as a whole, but individually. One thing um, that I do want to go over... Of course, is the development and production. That's an important segment. Uh, and so, like I said before, it was developed by Naughty Dog, also responsible for Crash Bandicoot and The Last of Us. What else? I'm not sure. Naughty Dog. We know it. Dakota, you're supposed Tomb to do Raider? your research. Is it Tomb Raider? Tomb Raider, no. No, they don't do Tomb Raider. Uh-oh. I need a... Make sure I turn my... Yeah, you my did say Crash Bandicoot, right? I did say Crash Bandicoot. I love Crash Bandicoot, man. That was the shit, dude. There's actually yeah. a moment in Uncharted 4, which I mean, should keep this down a little bit, but uh, you play a, see a see in a scene and you play a simulated version of the original Crash Bandicoot. They, yeah, I've seen that before. That's awesome. Yeah, it's really cool. Yeah, yeah you know what else they produced was uh, Jack and Daxter. Oh. That's also a phenomenal... Uh, oh, yeah, I've heard of that. PlayStation only series. Yeah, I, I love Jack and Daxter. Um, they also developed some other titles like Dream Zone, Keith the Thief, Rings of Power, and Way of the Warrior. Um, we may have mentioned some of this when we discussed The Last of Us before, but yeah, they're a prominent uh, Sony subsidiary. And on that note, uh, this game is also produced by Sony Interactive Entertainment, which should be no surprise. Um, so not much to say about that. It's just basically the Sony games that are usually exclusive to PlayStation. It was a nice lift back there. But you got a lot to learn. Crap. You stick with me and I'll teach you a few things. No offense, but I don't even know you. My friends call me Sully. Nathan Drake. And Mr. Drake. Could you tell me what's so special about that ring? It belongs in my family. Inscribed with Sir Francis Drake's motto. Greatness from small beginnings. Just what is it you're after? That's just a little historical research. Don't tell me you're buying into all that supernatural nonsense. You love all this as much as I do. No. Nate, these guys are playing for keeps, yeah? So? He would go to the ends of the earth for me, Nate. Now, what do we do? We jump? Just don't ask him to. Shall we? You get off on all this. Cheating death. But that's not how it will end. This, this is how it will end. I'm sorry. Sully! We don't get to choose how we start in this life. Had to try. Real greatness. It's what you do with the hand you dealt. You're a crook, right? What do you want from me? I see great things in our future, kid. Great things. 
So anyway, onward. Uh, Uncharted Drake's Fortune. Koda, tell me a little bit about the gameplay. Since this was the first Uncharted game, you know, what's what set this apart from other action adventure games? It was revolutionary of sorts. It was one of the first like scripted games that I had played that didn't feel scripted. It was one of the games where like I you there's not very much to do, not very much, but there's a lot of action. Like a lot of action. You're always killing people, shooting people. Like I'm not even kidding. Yeah. And they they go hard in the first one. The second one and the third one they do a little less. Um there's a lot more, you know, puzzle sequences. But the first game gives you that feel, like that Tomb Raider feel, you know, the you you do puzzles and then you shoot a bunch of pizza people and everything fails and somehow you manage to get away safely. Oh yeah, I mean Uncharted definitely harkens back to Tomb Raider quite a bit. And the new Tomb Raiders kind of harken back to Uncharted now. Um, oh, but, yeah. uh, Nathan Drake is definitely kind of the male version of uh, Laura Croft in, in, in many ways. For sure. Um, and Uncharted, you know, as far as gameplay goes, is, uh, like I said, it's an action-adventure type game. Um, it's a shooter, third-person shooter. Um, there's going to be a lot of shooting, but there's also a lot of puzzle-solving and platforming. Uh, and one thing that sets it apart is that Uncharted was one of the first games to really be realistically animated um right well it was believable it's like a movie you're watching it even the first one i mean you're watching it and the first scene of it it's like you're being attacked on a boat and it's like you're watching a movie the beginning of a movie yeah uncharted once again is one of those games that that like the last few ones we've talked about like the last of us spider-man you know that has kind of that cinematic quality to it um and really this one, even more so in the sense that it really feels like an action movie, both in terms of gameplay and story, um, which we'll have plenty of time to talk about. But uh, the game really does feel and even makes kind of some of the same fallacies that movie logic, you know? we got to remember, th- the first one was in 2007, right? 2007, And yeah. so looking at the difference between that and, like, the, for instance, The Last of Us, it was also, we described it as, like, cinematically portrayed you know yeah and uncharted would have been one of the first games that really did that right you know and set it apart last of us kind of it's an upgraded version you know it's a nicer version it's beautiful but uncharted really set the standard for that and and going forward you know with uncharted 4 um post-dating you know the last of us it, it even manages to have you know its own qualities that are separate um i mean both games developed by naughty dog are very linear and right. also have that cinematic quality. Um, whereas The Last of Us really feels like an excellently directed, like an excellently written story, something that's like high quality. Um, Uncharted really carries the vibes of just your, your typical action movie, like your Indiana Jones. Right. And I'm not saying that it's like anything better or worse than other games that, you know, are realistic. But it, it, it's another game that that's a part of the, the beginning of it all. Yeah. You and know. the graphics look amazing. I mean, w- w- of course, we're playing the remastered version of it, but I mean, you can tell, uh, like with The Last of Us, I mean, the graphics are, are gorgeous. The animations really are what set this apart. One thing that was unique about Nathan Drake, I think, back in 2007 was just how realistic his animations were, how much um, he would falter a little bit, you know? He'll, he'll, you know, fall over a little bit. His animations aren't always fluid. He actually, you know, reacts like a human. And, and this was something that was really unique at the time. This was something that was um, 
kind of kind of a standard now at some games, but Uncharted set the precedent for that. And I mean, I want to say this may have even been seen before or around the same time. I mean, you've got Assassin's Creed that had the realistic parkour animations, but I, I like how Uncharted um, just gives that uh, characteristic human quality to Nathan Drake, the protagonist. No, we said that a lot of times in other episodes, you know, how games set the precedence for other games, you know what I mean? And it really gets me thinking, you know, why, why do we do that? Why do we choose episodes, well, choose games that are like that? Well, you know, like you said, a lot of these games are just, you know, are the right games to talk about, are the games that, you know, changed gaming. But also, in a sense, we always want to focus on what's, unique about each game whether it's a good game or a bad game or you know in between so i think every video game has something else to offer and something else to bring to the table um regardless of its subjective or objective value Save the world, triumph over evil. Pretty <laughs> typical. <laughs> really? <laughs> That's a shame we're leaving empty-handed, though. No? Oh, well, you know, I, I did manage to save one small thing. Here, I, I thought you might miss this. Thanks. Yeah. You two got a funny idea of romantic. Sully! Wow, you... you look like hell. You should see the other guys. <laughs> Got us a boat. Uh, we already have a boat. Yeah, big boat. <laughs> <laughs> I like this one better. <gasps> Sully, you beautiful son of a bitch! Borrowed it off a couple of pirates who were too dead to care. <laughs> Thank you. 
Sorry you didn't get your story. Nah, that's all right. Know the other stories. You still owe me one. I'm good for it. But I mean, yeah, Uncharted definitely has, you know, that cinematic quality. It feels like an action movie. Um, you've got, like, like I said, very realistic animations. And uh, Nathan Drake is even a very realistically portrayed character. He's not hyper-masculine, you know, and this is actually a praise, you know, in a world where, you know, a lot of male video game action heroes are, you know, macho guys. And Nathan Drake, you know, he's your... He's your jokester character, you know? He's your character that makes jokes in tense situations and... <laughs> right, well, he, he's like a fit character, but he's like, he's a little smaller, so it's like, it's more like he's a spry, cunning character more than anything. Yeah, and he, he's a smart guy, actually. Um, you can tell, he knows his history. And yeah, he's smart, he's a badass. I mean, he kills a bunch of people, I mean, throughout all the games, dude. But at the same time, you know, he's kind of a nervous wreck. Right. And, and he's kind of a... He's he's kind of a mess, right? Oh shit! Oh shit! Oh shit! Oh shit! Yeah, he <laughs> he's not he always sure of himself, and yeah. uh, you know, kind of that quality I think that came later in the the Tomb Raider reboot games. Right, you know, is the idea of like constantly falling. Like while he's platforming, he'll he'll you know miss a step or he'll right. Uh, it'll break on him and him, you know. Yeah, <laughs> and it that reacts a lot to the situation. Um, as far as uh you know, characters go within the story. I mean, you've got Nathan Drake. He's a very lovable protagonist. Um, we've also got Elena Fisher, his love interest. And, you know, while she at first comes off as a character that's, uh, as your, you know, typical, she almost seems kind of like a damsel in distress at first, but then you find out, I mean, she's kind of a badass. Oh, yeah. In her own right. And she's able to handle her gun pretty quickly. Um, you've got... Sully, Victor Sullivan. Oh, Victor Sullivan. Probably the best character in the entirety <laughs> of these games. Yeah, and it's at times underutilized, I think. I think. I agree. I mean, he's barely on Uncharted 2, but um, yeah, Sully is a very lovable character. He's that mentor character for Drake, but and in a lot of ways, he's, he's an unreliable mentor, you know? He messes up himself, and, you know, they're both thieves, so there's, there's really no honor. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Except um, they have, you know, this loving bond between them. And, and Drake also has um, kind of a bond going on with Elena throughout the games. You know, and we, we see this love uh, blossoming and growing, you know. And that completely entangles by the end of the third one and the fourth one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah oh, yeah, definitely. By the time, you know, they get married and stuff. And, um, yeah, th these characters really develop. Uh, now, Nathan Drake believes that he is the descendant of Francis Drake. Who is a, another recurring, quotes, character, at least talked about character in the all three games. Yeah, and a real-life historical figure, of right. course. Um, and he's particularly prominent in, in the first game, Drake's Fortune, and later on in Uncharted 3, Drake's Deception. Right. Um, like I said, uh, Nate believes he is the descendant. He took on the name of Drake, Uh as a callback to his hero. Right. So that although that is not actually his his real surname, which is I think later revealed in number four. Right. Um, so I guess we won't spoil that. Right, yeah. I mean you've got other characters too, like Gabriel Roman, uh Navarro and Eddie Rada. Chloe. Uh Chloe's not till Uncharted Two. True. So I'm mostly talking about Uncharted One here. 
Um, but yeah, you've got your uh, antagonist. I mean, Gabriel Roman seems to be the guy pulling the strings, and at the very end, Navarro is the guy that yeah. betrays him. And and how did you feel the story um, went? You know, did you think it succeeded as as a good story? As a good, if, if you were to view this as like a movie, uh, it was a good plot. You know, seemingly like a good plot. He. You know, travels across. He, he follows a lot of clues. Travels across the ocean. Ends up finding zombies. I mean, it, it doesn't get much better than that. You got Nazis. You got these Germans. You've got you've got uh, Nazis. You got zombies. You got zombies. Yeah, you've got crazy people coming after you. I mean, it, it it's a win win everywhere you go. Treasure you know, hunting. Yeah, <laughs> and just like Tomb Raider, and just like um, Indiana Jones, which is exactly what this feels like. You know, right. as an action movie. Like I said, this feels like Indiana Jones. Um, as far as, you know, the history component, the archaeology component, um, you know, li- like those stories, um, it starts off with not all the cards on the table. And then by the end, you usually find out there's some kind of supernatural occurrence um, near the end of each game. Although I think in some of them, they're kind of explained somewhat scientifically. Um, Drake's Fortune actually um, sets itself up as a story for the search for El Dorado which is revealed to be not a town, but a statue. Um, and then even of itself, there's a twist at the end of the game, you know, where El Dorado is not, you know, what it seems to be. And it's not a, uh, well, it actually releases like a, like a plague on people, right? Yeah, it is. It's, it's a plague that makes people zombies. It's weird. Yeah, yeah, it's kind of cool. Um, this game also sets itself up, you know, as an exposition story. Obviously, you're introduced to these characters, but it's it's done subtly enough that um, you, it, it's not completely noticeable. I mean, the exposition is done well. I think you get introduced to these characters um, really well as they're through their dialogue, you know. And, and through uh, the connections that they make with each other, you've even got characters like Eddie who comes in. Who, I mean, you hate this guy, but by the end, by the end of the story, like you're fighting alongside yeah, him. Yeah, well, you fight to survive with each other because there's like a horde of zombies around you too. Yeah, <laughs> most of the game you play as Nate. I think there are a couple of parts where you play as Elena, and there's even like the vehicle segments where you may play as one or the other, and they, they, it switches a little bit. Um, but yeah, most of the story is is told through Nate's perspective. Right. Um, and like we said, uh, he's he's a good protagonist character, very uh, relatable, which was something new. Um, and that's kind of interesting because this game presents itself both as you know very action hero and even kind of making some of the same uh, movie logic flaws. But at the same time, there's a there's a realism component, um, and then that's a good tie into The Last of Us, and as well as the linear nature of the gameplay. And like I said, this is one of those few like linear games that really proves that not all games have to be open world. Right. To be good. Exactly. No, they, they, it does a really good job of that because like I thought God of War, for instance, didn't do a good job of that. Personally. Yeah. I played like, a little bit of that. The new one I, I've heard is really good. It's I, actually I a more open world. I, I believe that. So and I'm excited to see where that goes, but that's another thing we can do later down the road. Yeah. Well, that's an episode this season, actually. I mean, go. God of War. So, um, but yeah, Uncharted is, um, I think the first game sometimes, um, doesn't shine as bright as maybe later on in the series, like Uncharted 2. Um, 
but it does set the precedent for the series, and it does set itself apart from other action-adventure games, and it's really fun. Um, you can definitely see where the series needs to go in the future, where things can be improved, um, but the, the combat is fluid. The story is engaging. Um, level after level after level, you continue to play, and you can play for hours and be involved and invested. In the next game, Uncharted 2 Among Thieves, um, improves a lot of things over its predecessor. Uh, what are some of those improvements in terms of gameplay? There was a... In the first game, you had a combo system. It was really weird. You can only use one combo. It was square, triangle, square. Uh -huh. um, but by the second game, they fixed the combat a little bit. So yeah. I would say combat was improved. That was a good one. Um, th there was a lot of good improvements. There was a lot more moments where you actually do use puzzles, and there's a lot of more puzzles than there are. A lot more parkour moments. But of course, you still got your usual scenes where you're shooting up everybody, running away from everybody. You know, it, that's gonna happen because you can't have an uncharted game without that. Yeah, it, they're, it's what sets it sets it apart again. Yeah, definitely. Um, one criticism I think for, of the first game for me is there weren't enough puzzles. There weren't right. enough of, um, and and you have the notebook that you carry with you, the journal, which helps you with certain puzzles, and that really underutilized. Became it was underutilized in the first game. I think the, the second game made better use and had more puzzles, which is kind of my favorite part. By the third and fourth game, they really fixed that. Yeah. I think by the fourth. I haven't played it in a while, but we just played the third, and that one you can pretty much pull it out in a room when you're ready to use it. You know, you can pull it out before it even prompts it on screen. Yeah, that's true. The third really improved on that. Um, like you said, there's a lot of combat improvements. Um, there's a lot of things that make combat more fluid, and um, there's more things you can do now. I think the riot shield is new in two, right? Yeah, that one comes in the second one. They upgraded it a little bit differently in the by the third one. In the second one, you can you can only hold two weapons in the game, um, and what you do is you actually you hold the shield and you hold your two weapons, but you can only use your pistol weapon when you're holding the riot shield. You can drop the riot shield or it'll eventually break. And you'll still have both your weapons, but by the sec third game, you it takes over the second slot where your like your heavy weapon would be. Yeah, so, so it's it, it's a weird change there because it's like, is it worth grabbing it now? <laughs> yeah, I mean that's true. There's definitely a more uh, of a decision making process, um, but a lot of people feel that Uncharted Two is the best out of the series, or at least the best out of this trilogy. Um, which is interesting because you would think you know three may have the most you know improvements over time, but two. I think it's considered the best for a lot of people because of how much it improved over the first one. Right. It, the chapters flowed very well by the second one. Um, really good story as well. Yeah, the story. The story improves uh, a lot in Uncharted 2 over the first one. I mean, in particular, I like the way um, that it's set up. Uh, uh, the storytelling itself just is just better quality, I think. Um, you can just kind of tell the way that the story flows and then the dialogue. But uh, like I said, in particular, I like the way the story's set up. I like the frame narrative with Nate, kind of that flash-forward segment where you see him uh, you see him start in, in the snow area and then the story kind of uh, switches back and forth a little bit between that at first and then finally catches up. It eventually progresses to the point where yeah, and when it catches yeah. up to the point in which you started. And that's a really cool... Sorry. And that's a really cool part because you you start off knowing knowing what's going to happen later. Yeah. You know, and so you're going throughout the whole game with you know with the item that you know because you you get that uh what is that that key, and you see that key in the in the snow in the beginning. But 
you knowing that that item is going to lead you to peril you yeah. know, later in the game. It's pretty interesting. Yeah, that is really cool. And I like the uh, I like the sequence in the beginning where they go and they try to steal that dagger. Oh, yeah, that was cool with, with uh, Flynn. Yeah, Harry Flynn. And then the betrayal. Um, yeah, it was just a really, really uh, even more engaging story than the first one. Uh, whereas the first one kind of, in some ways, may have been uh, just a little bit generic. Um, the second one really fleshes itself out better. Uh, and the game revolves, the second one revolves around searching for another fabled uh, real-life historical uh, location or, or, or thing. That's just Shambhala. Right, Shambhala, yeah. The search for Shambhala. The Lost City of Gold. Um, and that's El Dorado was the Lost City of oh, Gold. Oh, really? Yeah, Shambhala is just... Um, that's right, you are right. I don't know what other... Uh, it's always like cities and stuff. The third one's the same way. Yeah, I don't. I don't know what what other uh, names it goes by, but uh, or what is the what what is the literary term for that? There's a literary term for a repeated phrase or something. I don't know. When we went over Beowulf, we talked about it. I can't remember. Anyway, so yeah, the setting uh, mainly in like Nepal and then the beginning in Istanbul, and uh, whereas whereas the f- the first one kind of was on that one island. I don't know. It wasn't it wasn't made clear there's some new characters like you mentioned before chloe frazier who shows up as the protagonist in lost legacy yeah and also continues to be in a three and i believe yeah. no not four just i think she's just in three three chloe's a really interesting character that's, that's uh, like drake's um his side like hoe. Old, his old flame it's his side hoe his side hoe well he and elena have since um despite looking like they were uh settling into a relationship and you know hinting at that they seem to have um been there done that um separated and uh yeah he but he kind of reignites this old spark with chloe who at some point you some at some points in the game you really can't trust because you think that she's going to double cross him and when she does but then she always comes back somehow. yeah and then elena kind of enters the story again in in the beginning towards the you know entering kind of into the second act um right. And that kind of resparks, and Chloe kind of picks up on that and realizes later that you know Drake. I think really she realizes that Nate really loves Elena, um, but she. I mean, God, she's hot. Oh yeah, but she <laughs> ends up saying later, you know, go get your girl. Yeah, I I think that Chloe is 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 a little bit more attractive than Elena, but <laughs> but you know it's just personal preference. I mean, just cause, just because she goes for it, dude. She's she's like, and she gets on top of him and stuff, and you're like, ooh. That ass though. <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Okay. But uh, no, I I know the girl uh, who plays Elena. Yeah. Who does the voice acting for her? I think was it Emily Rose? Her name? Some of that. Yeah. Anyway, well, I know sure. her from um uh, from uh Haven. It's a really oh. good TV show that Mom and I used to watch. But um, and Drake himself, Nathan Drake himself, is is voiced by the ever present Nolan North. Exactly. Yeah, Nolan North. You know, um, just about as prevalent as Troy Baker. Basically, yeah. Before Troy Baker, I think Nolan North was kind of the prominent one. Now mm-hmm. it's kind of settled into Baker, but they're both, you both see them all the time.
Buy me a drink, sailor. Harry Flynn? Hey! What the hell are you doing here? I'm looking for you, mate. Uh-oh. Should I be flattered or worried? Maybe a bit of both. <laughs> Come here. I've got a job for us. Really? A client is willing to part with a huge sum of cash if we acquire a certain object for him. All right, I'm listening. Now, you're not gonna like this. Oh, no. No, you're out of your mind. Yeah, you just, just hear me out. Yeah, no. Flynn, we both know two people who were killed trying to lift something out of this and place. And one who made it out. Yeah, barely. I can't do this without you, Drake. You're the only one who's cracked it, and you know better than anyone it's a two-person job. No, no, no. Three, actually. Right. And speak of the devil, here she comes now. What? Chloe Fraser. Nate. Drake. Nathan. Drake. Hello, Harry. Chloe here's one of the best drivers in the business. She'll take good care of us. I bet. Right, look. I've got it all figured out. We go in through the sewer. Loving it so far. That puts us in the courtyard. From there, we scale up the wall, run across the rooftops, and just drop down into the exhibit hall. Bob's your uncle. And what is worth all this trouble, I hear you ask? I didn't, but go ahead. That's it. An oil lamp. Yeah. <laughs> it's worthless. I don't get it. Neither do we. That's why we tracked you down. Well, it sounds like you're working for a nutcase. Hmm. Some collector who's got too much time and money on his hands. And by the way, this is not worth any of it. But there's more. How's your 13th century Latin, mate? Where'd you get this? Borrowed it from the files of the nutcase. <laughs> In Trebizond, we were set upon by thieves. Father, Maffeo, and I were robbed of our greatest treasures. This was written by Marco Polo. Yes, that much we were able to work out. Unfortunately, the rest of it's nonsense. Hey, hold on. 
so that it should not fall into the wrong hands, I concealed my great sorrow in the unlikeliest place. The light of the great Khan shelters the fate of the Thirteen. See what I mean? It's just gibberish. He's talking about the lost plate. Yeah. I know, someone want to fill me in. Marco Polo leaves China with 600 passengers and 14 ships loaded down with treasure from Kublai Khan. And he lands in Persia a year and a half later with only one ship left and only 18 passengers. Now, he recorded every detail of his journey, but he never told what happened to all those ships and the passengers. So, so somewhere out there, there are 13 ships loaded with the Emperor's treasure waiting to be found. Yeah, and that is what your client is after. Hey, look at this lamp. It's covered in Mongolian script. It must have been a gift from Kublai Khan. The light of the great Khan shelters, shelters the fate, fate of, of the 13. 13. Marco Polo hid something inside this lamp. Something that pinpoints the site of the lost fleet. So... We're dicking this guy over, right? Damn straight. Absolutely. You in then? What the hell? I mean, what could possibly go wrong? <laughs> And then you've got Harry Flynn, your character who ends up betraying you. You think Chloe betrays you several times, but she's with him the whole time. But Flynn, um, he's the other character, just like Eddie, who you end up fighting side by side in the end, even though like you hate each other. That's a really fun part of the game where he's following Nate and he's like he's got the gun pointed at him and you can't try. I, I think I even tried to punch him. I did too. And he actually no, if you try to throw things at him, he'll he'll like almost kill you and be yeah. like, Okay, hey, you shouldn't have done that. That's actually a really cool part where he's got the gun pointed and they do have to kind of work together. They're forced to. Um you've got Lazarevich, um Zoran Lazarevich who's the main villain. He ends up being your yeah, your main antagonist. He's your like um Eastern European is he Russian? Something along those lines. You're Ukrainian, Ukrainian or yeah. something. Yeah. Um, he's he's an interesting character. He's like the main villain, and he's the one. He's the final boss in the game too. Um, you've also got uh, Carl Schaefer, the former Nazi who turned on his comrades and yeah. um, now uh, lives peacefully in Nepal as kind of a hermit. Um, and Marco Polo kind of fills the role of uh, Francis Drake right. as the character who's left behind their journal, whose um, footsteps they're following in. Yeah. So Uncharted 2 uh, Among Thieves really uh, improves on the predecessor in both terms of gameplay and story, I think. Um, and it improves on it so much that um, it's often considered the best out of the three based on, well, I mean, the story, for instance, I think is just considered the superior story. And then the gameplay just based on um, well, pure how much know, improvement. Improvement, yeah, exactly. And also um, just, just preferences. So I, I, I really enjoyed it, and I have to say um, two and three for me are really close. I'm, 
we haven't played all the way through three, so I have to find out. But two really, really kicked it off well. It's, it uh, started on a good note, maintained it throughout the game, ended really well. Um, I, I like how like you basically you get to Shambhala and you think you're near the end of the game and you've still got several chapters. Oh yeah, multiple in, chapters in, before in you Shambhala, the and that's pretty cool. Almost taking up kind of like an act of its own. Um, finally, we have Uncharted Three: Drake's Deception. And um, this is the game that we're actually still playing right now. Um, walk me through a little bit uh, as compared to the first two. You know, what's new in Drake's Deception as again, far as gameplay goes? Yeah, again, we got improved combat yet again. It's a lot better, a lot more. Pretty much any fighting though, it it, it prompts you on screen when you need to press a button because and, and it's it, it's cool how it does that, but it's usually only when like you need to block. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's pretty much about it. You can do a lot of things. There's a lot of uh, uh, objects that you can use just lying around. You can use uh, your, what's the word, your surroundings as, you know, attacks and moves. If there's an empty bottle next to you when you're, like, hold it, using your circle to hold a guy and you throw him yeah. against it, you can grab an item and hit him with it, you know. Um, there are points in the game where there's scripted moments where you jump off of ledges and you hit people. You know, you air basically air assassinate them, you know what I mean? Yeah, there's a lot of that. You take their weapons. There's cool quick time events. Um, they they do a, they put that to work, and there's a lot more puzzles yet again. Uh, they continue with the puzzles. They it's really challenging. This third game we were just doing puzzle earlier that we just couldn't figure out. Yeah, we, yeah. we didn't know what we were doing for a second there. You know, Uncharted Three really a lot of the improvements that are made in Three I think were kind of necessary improvements and really augment the system. And I gotta say, uh, I see why people would say that Uncharted Two makes a lot more improvements over the first, and that's why it's considered like um, a better developed game. But Uncharted 3, I think, may actually still be my favorite because it is the most improved games, and some of the improvements, you know, are uh, really do make the experience better. And not only that, but whenever you've got Uncharted 2, which basically hit the peak of what was technologically available at the time and what would be expected in a game like this, you know, well, how much was there to improve on? Right. And that kind of happened with, like, for instance, from Skate 1 to Skate 2 and then Skate 2 to Skate 3. Yeah. You know, it's the same thing. It's the the same third one thing. didn't have as much to that could improve, and so they tried to add a bunch of, you know, new tricks and stuff, or in the case of Uncharted, you know. Well, new in Uncharted 3, they, they, they tried doing that with a few things like uh, weapons. They had yeah. a lot of different new weapons in the game that you were not previously under to, and then the second yeah. one does that as well. The amount of weapons that the second one has and the weapon selection is really good, too. It has a really good one. You know, you've got your sniper. You've got your crossbow at the end, which is really cool because that thing's overpowered yeah. shit. Um, you get your grenade launchers, which are cool. you got your shotguns. Shotguns are a necessity. I, I can honestly play a game with a pistol and a shotgun. That's all I need. I mean, for us, uh, we're, we're kind of shotgun stands. We I mean, are shotgun We almost stands always go for the shotgun. And we noticed in, in all three of the Uncharted games, the shotguns are kind of sp- Barely distributed, right? But in any level, you should find the shotgun. A lot of times, the the level will push a certain weapon. Like you'll see a lot of AKs, a lot of AKs, and it wants and yet, you to use it. We always had more uh, an easier time with the shotgun. I mean, right? And there are some points where I, yeah, oh yeah. And there are some points where like I wouldn't want a close range, and so I'd switch to an AK real quick and just shoot from far away and use the whole mag. But then I just grab my shotgun again, and it feels like an action movie. It feels like Drake is. Um, you know, quickly picking up a woman, drop it, you know, Indiana Jones style and just, oh yeah, you know, um, getting those pistol shots, headshotting, getting those shotgun shots from up front, even no scoping it. Oh yeah. It's is so really great. Six, uh, is really satisfying. And then, you know, obviously, obviously everyone's favorite weapons, the snipers. Those are the best weapons in the game. They're always an insta kill. 
Yeah. Well, actually, I say that, but there are some enemies that do not. Well, headshots are always instant kill, put it that way. Yeah, and there's the RPGs and the uh, oh God, Tommy RPGs. gun. There's the, what is it, the bazooka hand can, what was that called? The oh, pistole. The pistole, thank you. It's kind of like a, a pistol shotgun. That was a really useful weapon because it allows you to have a, a shotgun, basically shotgun you know, power weapon as your primary, as your, as your, as pistol, your handheld. Yeah. handheld. Um, yeah, and in this game you have you have you do have uh these games you do have the primary and the secondary weapon. That's how they they uh separate it. You I have think it's it any time versus heavy. Light versus heavy well. or one handed versus two handed, however you want to call it. Um and you, you hold those two at a time and you can collect more or you can pick up a new weapon to replace it, but you only hold the two. Right. And throughout the progression of the story, uh often, often, oftentimes uh Nate is stripped of his guns by the enemy or Right or whatever, so y- you end up, you know, going back to. I like the par- parts of the game where it really shines, and Uncharted Three really does this well too. Um, just like the combat sections where it's like free flow combat that kind of almost feels like you know where Batman uh, Arkham games went. Um, and you ha- you do these sections of the game without the weapon, and then have to uh, gain a weapon. Right. Uncharted Two and Three also. Uh, that's another big improvement. Three with Two was. Um, and then uh, continued to be updated in 3, was stealth, uh, giving you a lot more stealth options. Stealth was not as prevalent in the first one. Um, in the third one, you, the first scene, you were using suppressed pistols. Yeah. And in that point, there's actually, you want to switch to a different weapon, and he, the guys tell you, like, hey, don't switch. Like, use your suppressed pistol because we need to get through the section, so it yeah. actually won't let you technically switch. The enemies but, drop guns that you can't even pick up. Yeah, they do. But no, that was a cool thing to do because they they showed us that the, we were they were going in the direction of you know more stealth, more, or you know you should be able to get kill all the guys stealthily, and you can. Right. You just got to be careful about it. And, and as far as stealth goes, like you can come behind enemies and just knock nope. them out real quick with the the melee button. Right. Um. But uh, Uncharted Three even adds the ability to to uh, well, Uncharted Two adds the ability to do it from cover. To yeah. stealth enemies from cover, not right. just from behind, and also Uncharted Three allows you to drop from atop, kind of like your like hidden blade, air assassination in Assassin's Creed. <laughs> it's only used a couple of times because they don't really give you many opportunities to do that one, unfortunately. Yeah. Also, like Assassin's Creed, the cover. I'm sorry, the ledge assass- uh, ledge takedowns. Yeah. That that's a lot of fun. So yeah, uh, stealth was really expanded upon. Now Uncharted Three takes the series, uh, takes the story in a different direction. Of course, it kind of does exist. Uh, can you see what I mean when I say, like, if you envision the series as a trilogy, it definitely does serve as a finale, and it could have been an ending point of the series. All right. It, it could have, but it was interesting to see where they went with four. Like and I said, we're not going to really talk about that one, but when we do, yeah. there's there's because there, there's more to tell. There is. Hello, Victor. Kate? 
still wallowing in the gutter with your protege, I see. Not very dignified for a man of your age. Should have known you'd be behind this. Oh, careful now. Wouldn't want you to melt. <laughs> Same cocky little shit. So fearless. I wonder what you're really afraid of. Not bullets or blood or broken bones. No. You get off on all this, don't you? Cheating death. Or not. No. <laughs> Mr. Sullivan, I won't harm your precious boy. I merely want what's mine. Give me that back. Cut her! Oh no. Oh. Shut, Shut up. up! You fool! Oh, you're bloody welcome, Your Majesty. Marlow, we have to get you out of here. Oh, come on. They're a right pair of arseholes. Um, they're gone. All right, lads? <laughs> oh, yeah. Bet you were going to put a silencer on that thing. Sally, you've got no sense of drama. Right. Yeah, yeah. All right. All that racket's going to bring the cops any minute. Get the hell out of here. <sighs> Could have pulled a couple of those punches, Charlie. What do you mean? I hardly touched you. You headbutted me. All right, all right. I got a little swept up in the moment. Uh, you were the one who said make it look realistic. Better stay on his good side. All right, Brodice, look sharp. They're coming your way. Don't lose them. <sighs> Told you they'd take the bait. How long do you reckon before they realize this is a fake? Who cares? Finally flushed them out. And now we just follow them back to their hole. You do realize you make everything sound dirty. I do? Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, I definitely, I definitely see what you mean there. Now, yeah, in, in terms of story, I mean, it kind of does serve as a finishing off point, at least for the trilogy, but definitely leave the, the story open for more. Now, I, I do like um, one sequence in particular is the flashback sequence with young Nate. That, that was, was really a, interesting. That was really cool. It was an interesting season because you also interesting part because you also see a young Victor Sullivan as well. Yeah. A younger anyway. Younger. Um, and that really... Actually, with Sully kind of being mostly missing from two, I really like the emphasis on Sully and Nate's relationship in this game. Yeah, I was going to say that. They, they really built upon the relationship between the two and, and how they came to be now, you know? Because they start off, actually, in the beginning. The first scene of the third one is they get shot. And you're like, what the hell? They're dead? What the fuck? How do yeah. They're dead. What's going on? And then they replay the scene, and you do it, and you go through it yourself, and that's what you know it ends up happening, and you're fine. It's all fake. But the, the point of the matter is that they they... Build you build it up this this relationship, and they do a really good job of that with the flashbacks. I think. Yeah, yeah, no, I agree. Um, it was also a really good way to introduce the antagonist of this game as well. Yeah, the the antagonist Marlowe shows up um, as kind of this old flame of Sully, who and you see the defining moment where Sully and and Drake meet, um, and where they take off, and you kind of see this father son relationship. Right. Yeah, build. it does you realize. Like that how close they are. And you realize why Nate had so much faith in Sully in the first game. 
when he was when we thought that uh, Sully might have betrayed Nate after you know because in the beginning it shows in the very first game it seems like he dot he dies and then it looks like he's alive but then it looks like he's helping the enemy and it's like well they're just forcing him to and then there's a part where it seems like they're not forcing and even Nate at that point begins to question but for the longest time like he had complete faith in Sullivan absolutely and the third one they build upon that some more with the main antagonist actually questioning it herself and tell, ask, telling Drake you know why are you trusting this guy trying you know, to plant the seeds of doubt try, trying to plant the seeds of doubt but they started off with this with, with the flashback scene in the second one so they or was it the third one the third one yeah and so so they they really did bring that in hey, they did a good job they did it was, it's, it's interesting because it's just interesting I'm sorry. yeah yeah, no, no, it was. And I also liked seeing, like, Drake younger and seeing, like, kind of what, what Nate was like at that age versus, you know, what he has like as an adult. Um, that was a fun, like, uh, platforming sequence. Um, Chloe Fraser returns. Elena Fisher returns. Eleanor kind of doesn't show up till midway through. I mean, we just started encountering her in our, our playthrough. Yeah. And... Uh, she's already been married to Drake and they're kind of estranged. So again, kind of the same premises too. They kind of repeated history there. There's some, there was definitely some more involvement between them that happened off screen and then it ended. Um, but by the end of the story, of course they end up back together. Right. And in the fourth one, they end up being together. So, yeah. So, I mean, that was, that was a really good, uh, development of the relationship. Chloe returns, um, a new character, Charles Cutter, who up and back goes kind of up and down, kind of has that double agent thing going on, and well, possibly and yeah, well he's the one who kills you in the beginning, or quote kills you guys, right? But he ends up being all a fake stage, and he ends up being part of the team, and he helps a lot. Like he's pretty smart, and he figures shit out too. And there's a lot of twists with that character, lots, and like where it seems like he's one thing, but he's not. Not. Yeah. I mean, he was is is that like funny character that's on screen. Um, that really kind of steals the show when he's there. And I'm telling you, he's Jason Statham. I, I think I see what you mean. It, it, it makes sense. I think he's a little older than Jason Statham, especially when he was at that age, at that time the game came out. But uh, I see. I see what you mean. I mean, the, the, the looks, the voice, he has to be. Like, if anybody ever plays him. And Tom Holland is going to play uh, Nathan Drake, a younger version of Nathan Drake. Um, I guess kind of between those teen years as we see in the beginning of Uncharted 3 and, and the adult. Yeah, he's going to play it in the movie that's coming out. The which movie is, is coming really out. exciting. Which is set in the same universe as the games. Uh, kind of like Assassin's Creed where they uh, the movie is an additional story in the universe rather than being a specific adaptation, which I, I enjoy. Right, right, right. So I'm really excited about that movie. Uh, a lot of people wanted Nathan Fillion for the role, and I think Nathan Fillion wanted to be Nathan Drake, but he would be more of like an older, like Uncharted 4 Nathan Drake. Right, I think so too. I think if we, we do Nathan Drake, we need to go with like, it's a good idea to start with him being a young ca character. Yeah. You know, because then you can get that backstory first, get it over with, and then we can make your, if it succeeds, you know, we can make future movies. Yeah, oh, definitely. Definitely, yeah. So that that's something that's really exciting that's coming up. It's uh, only recently been announced. Tom yeah. Holland was announced as Nathan Drake. So that's and he's he's a talented actor. So and I like the direction they're going. Like I said, if you do uh, young Nate, it can take place in the same universe, and I'm willing to bet that's part of why they're doing it. Yeah. Um. So Uncharted is also continued past Uncharted three, uh, into uh, Uncharted four. 
Now, we're not going to talk too much about this one because I haven't played it, and yeah. it's not part of this collection. We're not focusing on it this episode, but um, what what uh, separates Uncharted 4 for you, though? Like, uh, basically, without spoiling anything, you know, how how does it compare to the other games, especially being the first PlayStation 4 title? Um, I It's been a little bit since I've played it. And I've recently been playing one, two, and three, so it's like it's hard to refresh my memory <laughs> on that one. But I do know I remember there was the multiplayer aspect that was added, and I never personally uh, tried that out. I had I have it, and I was able to do it, but I never ended up doing it. Hmm. Um, but there was the multiplayer aspect. Um, it's it got a good story. It starts off, you know, you're in this cabin on a beach, and with Elena, you know what I mean, and yeah. you've had a kid. So it's like it's, it's it's interesting. That's cool. Yeah, Uncharted Four um, kind of takes place later on, um, so it's a few years afterward, and Drake is older. I know, and the game's graphics are just mind blowing. Um, and it really, from what I've seen so far, it takes the game to the next level, to the next generation of gaming. Absolutely. Um, after that was the Uncharted: The Lost Legacy, which I think is technically a standalone DLC. Um, for Uncharted 4, but it's it's another game. Um, being that Uncharted 4 is the end of Nathan Drake's storyline, and that that's their like tagline with the game. That's what they were leading with. Um, A thief's end. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, the Lost Legacy focuses on Chloe Frazier and I, I think a character named Nadine or something. Interesting. Yeah, so uh, it's two um, female heroines kind of together. Two of them, huh? Huh? I, I didn't realize it was a two girls. Yeah, yeah, it's cool. really cool. I'd love to check that one out and oh, yeah. see more about it and definitely play Uncharted 4. So uh, Uncharted has managed to keep itself, you know, uh, relevant since. Um, obviously, uh, people are still looking forward to another Uncharted title. I mean, I think, you know, we're done with Nathan Drake's story, but I think there's additional stories to tell uh, with other characters set in that universe, or they could go kind of back in time if they want to and tell a little bit of the in-between. Yeah, it's not too bad of an idea. I mean, I think they've had enough crazy lifetime stories for Nathan Drake. I mean, he's already gone to three places in the world that no one else ever found. So, I mean, I mean, that's you can only do that so much. Yeah. I mean, he, he is almost superhuman. I but mean, they could continue with his daughter. Yeah, that is that was one thing that um, that was teased. I don't know if that spoils four, but I don't think that's that that. But yeah, they could continue to tell the story of Cassie, um, and I think I think it's Cassie Drake, and uh, yeah, that would be really interesting as well. Especially if you know after a few years we can see an older version of her. So Uncharted um, is still a very relevant game today. I mean, even though, like you said, the first game was in, what, 2007? 07, yeah. 07, yeah. Um, these games are still talked about. People can still, you know, remember and reference them. Uh, when we talked about doing this podcast, you know, among our peers, people people were familiar with the Uncharted series. I know Bo Most and Robert were familiar with it. Right. Most people have at least heard of it. Yeah. Sorry, chewing eyes. <laughs> right, right, Bo, you... Oh, yeah, I've been kind of aware of the Uncharted series, you know. I mean, I guess it's okay. I mean, I never really played it, you know. I mean. I think I played it on PSP. Yeah, yeah. 
<laughs> something like that. Something like that. But yeah, I mean, uh, Uncharted. You know, where do you where do you think this series could go in the future? Are you asking me? Or are you just talking about? I'm asking you. You're, you're my co-host. Do I have to be? Yes. Sad day. Damn it. Um. Wh- wh- I mean, what do you think? What would you? Wh- where would you predict the series goes? Uh, I don't see them picking Nathan Drake up again. Right. I don't. I don't see that happening. Uh, it was a good idea with the s- the DLC going into Chloe, you know, a little bit because she was in in almost all the games. Yeah. Uh, I would like to see uh, an Elena story, maybe. You know how she became a kind of a badass reporter. You know, she had to have some kind of breakthrough re- report. You know, some kind of <laughs> story that she. F- did I don't know? It'd be I, cool to see some of that. That would be interesting, or maybe Sully. Sully, like that a, was like the a one prequel, you know, that shows you know him kind of as in his younger days. That would or, be really or interesting. Or maybe him training Nathan, you know. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I wonder um, how that will translate in the Uncharted movie. Um, yeah, I do too. That's interesting. Who's gonna play Sully? That would be that'd be really interesting. They should see. stick with that voice actor because it's perfect. <laughs> perfect. Right? Or he at least better sound like that because that is like. Quality Sullivan. Victor goddamn Sullivan. Victor goddamn Sullivan. Yeah. That's how <laughs> Flynn says it. It's funny. Yeah, I mean, you really get attached to these characters in the series, you know? And um, you you remember it fondly. I remember for me, um, just the whole, the whole gameplay, the whole flow of the game, and the linearity of the game that actually makes it more attractive um, sticks out to me in my mind. One side point that I'd like to make is that despite the fact that Drake is depicted as such a realistic character so well, he is a parkour god. Absolute god. More than just (laughs) that, I mean, he literally comes through an area and kills every single guy and comes out alive. And he like, and it, it, there's no remorse. I mean, if someone's shooting at him, he kills them, and you have to kill them until some things, you know, you can get to the next area. So it's not like you can pick and choose who you kill. You have to kill them all. You have to kill them all. <laughs> so Nathan true. Drake is a badass who somehow learned parkour down the road. He's a genius motherfucker. He's also clumsy, but somehow still manages to get away. Just a badass motherfucker. I mean, it's a really interesting character they've built here. Yeah, just just a badass motherfucker. Um, yeah, he he does retain some of those action hero vibes, I guess, in some ways, uh, which is interesting. But without being, you know, like hyper masculinized. So it's a fun character. I, I I don't think we can emphasize that enough. Um, closing thoughts on on the on Uncharted. Uh, I would definitely, another one I would recommend, uh, if you want to play a game that's like a movie, here you go. You know, you want a storyline that's fun to follow, and it's, it's very action-driven, and full of lots of excitement, love, romance, kind of like the Princess Bride, you know, where they, where the grandfather talks to this, uh, his grandson. You know what I mean? What? I can't keep a straight face because right when we hit record again, Bo said, "Here she comes." Oh my god! <laughs> so that's a here she comes. podcast. I don't know why he's saying it. <laughs> here she comes. We we've had to continue like recording and un unrecording. Like we we've had to pause and stuff because 
I'm having some system issue where it's uh, it's overloading the RAM. So, um, yeah, technical difficulties. I, I hope the podcast doesn't come out choppy as a result. But um, I tried to work around it anyway. So, like uh, during these off periods, Bose Bose keeps saying. Here she comes, and I don't know why he's saying it. I don't understand the context. <laughs> you don't. You you are going to find out. You will. I guess I'll find out after the show. But um, fuck. <laughs> anyway, go, we need to close this podcast. Um, yeah, uh, we need to end this now. Ash, any closing thoughts? <laughs> my my closing thoughts. Um. This movie, again, has that cinematic quality. Like we've said so many times, it feels like a movie. So uh, cinephiles would enjoy this game, even people that aren't necessarily uh, gamers. Some of our Collateral Cinema listeners um, who tune into Collateral Gaming but, you know, aren't gamers themselves. I don't know. Maybe you exist. Maybe there's some subset in our audience. Yeah, Uncharted has uh, that feel that really makes it feel like a movie. So it it should uh, appeal to a wide audience and it's a great entry into the world of gaming it has the feel that really makes the feel yeah as you said <laughs> no, you're right though it, it does motherfucker i'm high as fuck okay <laughs> excuse me bo get your shenanigans out of our podcast what? shenanigans out i see you giggling um, over there here she comes <laughs> well let's let's go ahead and wrap this up um collateral gaming season two are you excited about the upcoming season, Dakota? Well, I mean, we're starting it, so yep. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I'm excited about several of the games uh, coming up. And speaking of which, what are we doing next, Dakota? Next, we are doing your mom. <laughs> uh, we will be following up soon with PT, a mini episode we're going to be doing. Um, but after that, we'll be doing our second episode, Red Dead Redemption 2. Two. That's right, the second one. That's yep. right, because we don't even have the first one. <laughs> Red Dead Redemption 2. Um, yeah, that's our next numbered episode, per se. Uh, stay tuned for that in a couple weeks. Um, and then PT, which we're going to release on Halloween. Uh, that's going to be kind of our Halloween special, and it's another indie game review uh, with special guest Bo Maddox. Oh, yeah. I can't wait. I mean, Bo's here all the time anyway, but kind of like how we had Robert as a special guest on Spider-Man. I mean, we'll actually bring them in to, like, talk about the game. So it'll be fun. Um, More of his shenanigans. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm looking forward to it. I, I'm looking forward to it as well. You're Tom Fleury. <laughs> <laughs> That'll be like our Halloween special. And then, you know, Red Dead Redemption 2 um, should be publishing mid-November. So... Uh, stay tuned for that. Did I say two weeks earlier? I meant a month. We're a monthly podcast, not bi-weekly. I don't know. Stop making promises. No <laughs> false promises. Yeah, I mean, it comes we out when lazy. it comes out. That's yeah. the truth. Life, life happens. But life we're going to try to stick to a schedule because several of these coincide with like holidays. Um, anyway, Collateral Gaming is on Apple Podcasts. We're on Spotify. We are on uh, you know the whole gamut. YouTube, where we're expanding our video podcast very soon and introducing some let's play commentaries if for patreon subscribers on that note you can find us on patreon as well and um yeah that's where you can access exclusive let's play commentaries we're going to release some more of those very soon we don't actually have any at the moment we just have the free fable one that's kind of a a preview of what you'll get although 
we're going to get better with it if, in terms of quality editing. I'm going off on tangents here, but uh, yeah, definitely check out our Patreon content once we you know get that up and running. And then uh, you can also find us on all social medias, Facebook, uh, Twitter, Instagram, the whole gamut. Uh, Dakota and I both have personal accounts. You can find those as well. I'm not going to put it all out there. Y'all, y'all, y'all can find it. Um, C Gaming Podcast on, on Twitter. So go ahead and follow us there. Uh, leave us feedback on Apple Podcasts or whatever podcast app that you're using. We're also on the Chill Lover Radio app, and we're happy to be part of the Chill Lover Radio network, as always. And um, formerly Podbean, or Podcoin. <laughs> we, we use Podbean still. Podcoin, R.I.P. Podcoin. Yeah, rest in peace, Podcoin. It was, it was a great... Yeah, it was a good ride. So, R.I.P. Potcoin. I think that's it. I don't, I don't think we have anything else to say. Um, stay tuned for the next episode. And uh, that being said, I'm Ashley Chancellor. I'm Dakota Chancellor. We are Collateral Gaming, and we are out. Keep your meat ice cold, kids. Welcome to Collateral Gaming Extra, it's the part of the podcast where we kick names and take ass. Dakota, what do you think? Oh, Dakota's not fucking here because he's a noob. Yeah, okay, so this Collateral Gaming Extras episode, I'm monologuing. Um, I'm going to try to be entertaining. Right now, I'm just driving to work. Uh, I just fucking finished the episode besides slapping this in part on. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I just finished, like, editing editing everything down on Uncharted, so that's good. It's way after the fact that, you know, when I wanted to post the damn thing, but, you know, extenuating circumstances, new job, also got fucking school going on, and, and then I locked myself out of my car. Like, shit. Like, that fucking sucked. Um, and my car was left overnight at my job with, uh, with my laptop and phone inside. Yeah, it sucked. Uh, 
I had my, my wife come rescue me, take me home, and then we, early in the morning, we went back after taking our daughter to, to the, uh, doctor, which is right by the, the workplace, the new workplace, and, um, yeah, I called roadside assistance, got that taken care of. You know, that's the fourth time in a month that I've been locked out of my car. No joke. I've called road assistance three times, three of the, out of those four times, um, I mean, thank God I've got insurance. Thank God roadside comes with it. I don't know how many times I can I can do this. I, something is fucking wrong with me. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I've had to call roadside assistance three times. I mean, they'll see that. I'm like, I don't know. I'm fucked. Oh, well. As long as the podcast goes on, that's what's important, right, guys? So, we just finished Uncharted. Um, that was fun. I'm looking forward to Collateral Gaming Season 2. Uh, including our Halloween episode on uh, PT. That's going to be fun. We're also going to pre-record our Thanksgiving episode on Town of Salem. So uh, Dakota's friend Brandon from Virginia is in town right now. And uh, we're going to have him on that episode. Is it going to be another indie episode like our PT episode? So those are kind of indie episodes. Then our next numbered episode, like we said, is going to be Red Dead Redemption 2. So I've been playing a lot lot of Red Dead Redemption 2. Um, it's, it's fucking awesome. Uh, I've really enjoyed the game. I don't want to get into it too much here. Um, I mean, I want to say maybe not everybody will love it if they can't handle... Uh, the pacing is really slow, but you just got to embrace it. Maybe we'll talk about it more on the podcast, but um, it's one of those things that it's kind of revolutionized the way that I think about, you know, uh, creating games as an aspiring game developer right so uh yeah anyway i I don't want to get into it too much here but so yeah lately uh games i'm playing really just the games that we're doing for the podcast so i've been playing a lot of uncharted obviously we got almost all of the way through we beat one and two and we got uh, maybe most of the way through three before recording um you may want to go ahead and finish that just so I have some clips for the video version. When I finally get caught up and do the video version, fuck. Um, way behind on the video podcast, but that's okay. It is what it is. Life gets in the way. So as long as I get this audio upset out this week, I'm still on schedule, I guess. Hopefully we'll have it out tonight. As I'm saying this, it's Thursday. Well, the episode's done, so I'm just going to slap this on, bounce it, upload it to Podbean tonight. Uh, let's fucking finish my homework, I guess. Shit. <sighs> and then I got a fucking midterm tomorrow. Starting a new job. I love it. Um, I can't discuss who I work for. It's actually confidential. I'm supposed to, supposed to uh, keep that quiet. Um, but I'm doing tech support now um, for a particular company. enjoying it, although, I mean, it's a lot of hours, I'm working, well, an actual 40 hours a week, and in the past, I mean, I've had jobs that, you know, entry-level jobs that just won't give you exactly 40, it was always like 30-something, so that's kind of new, getting a full new, I mean, it's not a big deal, I don't mind to work, um, I work four 10-hour shifts, and then I get three days off, that's great, actually, I like that schedule, um, I don't know. I really do feel like coming into work 
time today. I fucking all stuffed up. See, you can hear that. Fuck. Um, it's supposed to storm today, so maybe I, maybe I'll just leave early. I feel like that would be better. That would be safer and just make up my hours. I don't know. You guys don't care about our personal lives. Fuck that. No, you want to hear about game, video gaming. You want to hear about the podcast, right? Alright, alright, alright. So, we've got Death Stranding coming out. Um, we're going to be making that episode. Uh, I'm going to be spending a lot of time in Death Stranding. I'm excited about it. That's what that's what Dakota's excited for, uh, most of all. He's pre-ordered the game already. Um, maybe he'll take the lead on that one. I don't know. I'll ask him about it. He's supposed to take the lead on this episode, but he decided not to. Um, but I'd like us to kind of go back and forth a little bit. I think that would be cool. But, uh... Yeah, yeah, fuck, dude. Uh, Collateral Cinema, I'm taking the lead next episode when we do The Shiny, which is the Collateral Cinema uh, movie podcast Halloween special. That's going to be exciting. Uh, if you guys aren't listening to Collateral Cinema, you should, because it's all of the same co-hosts. Um, a lot of you probably listen to Collateral Gaming because you started on cinema. I imagine there's some portion of the audience that maybe it's the reverse. <laughs> People that like video games ran into this podcast or you know, came across our Twitter. Um, yeah, you should be listening to Collateral Cinema Movie Podcast, uh, especially if you love movies, even if you don't, because, I mean, I can't think of anybody that just hates movies. You'll probably find some movie on there that you enjoy, and uh, it's the same co-host plus, you know, Bo and Robert. Now, Bo and Robert are on Collateral Gaming kind of as well. We have them kind of in the background. Um, we went ahead and just slapped mics on them so that, like, if they do have anything to say... They could put it, but to be clear, Bo and Robert don't play the games, so I don't consider them official co-hosts. Now, um, we have exceptions, of course, where we bring them on as special guests, like we had Robert on our Spider-Man episode. Um, what's funny is he actually didn't play the entire game, uh, but we let him play around with it a little bit, and he he did. Uh, he is a huge Spider-Man fan. That was the reason why we put him on. And, so he had a lot to say there. Bo, Bo, we want to put on our PT episode because Bo is really interested in that. He hasn't played that one either, but he's watched playthroughs. Um, we'll watch a lot of playthroughs in preparation because you can't actually play the game now. Or we'll find one of the uh, we'll find one of the remake fan remakes because there are a few of those. A few fans have decided to like remake uh, PT. So maybe maybe we'll try that. Because I really love to play the game again, man. I'm so disappointed. Uh, you see, and I kept it on my PlayStation just in case. You know, I could never uh, just because you can't. You, there was a certain point where you couldn't buy it off the store anymore. But if you still had it, you could still play it. Kind of like Flappy Bird, right? But eventually, I think it deleted itself off, and I'm not sure if that's the case for everybody. If everybody's maybe it was a setting we had turned on or something because. I, my intention was to never delete that game because, you know, if we delete it, you can never re-download it. But um, apparently, yeah, it deleted itself. Maybe somebody, let us know, like, uh, hit me up on Twitter or something. Let me know if you're still able to play PT. I don't know. Maybe if you live in the San Antonio area um, and you have PT on your PS4, you can bring it over. We'll have you on the cast or whatever, and <laughs> that way we could, you know, hands on. But I mean, I know the game really well. 
I've, I've played it over and over and over and over and over again. It's fucking great. Um, it's another game I don't want to get too much into as far as, um, yeah, talking about the game because I want to save some discussion for the episode. But uh, PT, I, I, I love it. I'm so intrigued by the idea of Silent Hills. Um, and, and not to worry, unlike most of our indie game episodes, um, we, and I'm building this under an indie game episode, uh, indie game review, because it's, it's a short game, even though it's not technically indie, but it was kind of positioned that way, under the pseudonym of 7780 Studio. Anyway, we'll talk more about it later, but even though it's an indie game review, I, we are going to go ahead and do spoilers, because you can't play the game anymore, so there's no sense in keeping it spoiler-free so you can go play the game. <laughs> um... Yeah, we'll talk about it. So, yeah, full disclosure, obviously, PT is a playable teaser for uh, for Silent Hills, which is a canceled project. Um, but whatever was going to become Silent Hills, I think some of it may have ported its way into Death Stranding, um, which is also going to feature Norman Reedus like Silent Hills was. And although Guillermo del Toro is not involved in the story writing as far as I know, he is motion capturing uh, performance, which is going to be really cool. So we have got Norman Reedus, Mads Mikkelsen, and uh, Guillermo del Toro. So that's going to be really fun for cinema fans. I think Bo will have a lot to say about that on the episode. Um, so yeah, stay tuned for that. Stay tuned for the Collateral Cinema Halloween episode. That's going to be badass. Um, anything else? Uh, shit. <laughs> I mean, really excited about the upcoming season. Um, Patreon. I do want to talk about that a little bit. So we're working on our Patreon. Uh, we're working on uh, getting those uh, commentaries out, or I should say, let's play, let's play commentaries uh, for Collateral Gaming. Uh, only issue is um, just trying to finish actually playing Breath of the Wild. It's a long game. We've had to put it off and play other games still but you know for the podcast so we have really haven't had any time to actually play zelda together you know and finish the game uh, we actually have another let's play pretty much done which is the uh which is the zelda cdi episode and then after that we're gonna do spider-man we definitely want to do a let's play spider-man originally we were gonna plan the last of us um i think we're gonna we're gonna do a let's play in the last of us around the time that the last of us part two comes out um and then i mean at some point we may go ahead and talk about part two as an episode but probably not yet probably not right when it comes out i don't know we'll see we'll see how it goes um i mean i'm definitely very excited about it and stay tuned for the patreon content it's coming it's coming um every first episode of the let's play commentaries are going to be free um just to clarify before we were going to do like movie length episodes i'm not sure why i wanted to do that because it's just hard to cut it down um and if you're going to watch two and a half hours of gameplay you might as well watch the whole game i mean fable took us like seven hours and i just i couldn't figure out a way to condense it and i felt like there were a lot of parts that were important because we were already cutting out bits already like 
um, side questing and stuff. Everything that we recorded was mostly story content, and then what side quest content we did put in there was what, you know what we wanted. That Fable Let's Play is out. It's on YouTube. You can go watch it. Uh, I think the link is on Patreon, but it's not paid content. It's it's free. That's that's the one. That's the one Let's Play commentary that's completely free. And then um, the first episode of every Let's Play commentary is going to be free from here on. So you get kind of a little preview of what's going on. Um, the Fable, we were kind of still figuring out how to work with our game capture system and uh, how to edit it all together. So it's not our best work. In fact, I don't even think the Velvet video is like... Like at first, we, we couldn't figure out how to do commentary. Like we had it separated. Like I, we were recording on our phones. You can tell it's not synced up perfectly. Um, it was, I worked on it for hours, let me tell you. So yeah, we were still figuring shit out. It's not, you know, completely up to par, but try not to judge it too harshly. Cause that's, that was just us kind of testing it out. The production value is going to go up, especially with the paid content. If you're paying for it, you know, we're going to have something good for you. We did run into some technical issues on the Zelda episode where we, we missed some portions of it. And I think we're just going to go replay those portions. Cause you know, you're paying for this, so we want you definitely to have the access to the full game, and it was actually like a whole dungeon that we missed, so definitely don't want to lose that. Um, so yeah, stay tuned for that. We're also catching up on all the video podcasts. We're going to do a video version of every uh, regular numbered episode, so that doesn't count the indie movie reviews or bonus episodes, but that does count our regular numbered episodes. Um, are all going to have video versions eventually. We're working on it. Um, when I say video for right now, it's not like we're recording ourselves with the camera, like on the Fable episode, but if you go look at our infamous video episode, it's going to be like that. It's our um, commentary. It's us talking, not commentary, it's us talking, like the podcast, the actual podcast, over like gameplay content and inter- interspersed with clips. More clips than, the, than are actually on the audio version, so... But um, pretty soon here, hopefully this season, we're going to start actually filming ourselves. Um, We meant to do it on the pilot episode and just start this season doing full video, but um, we decided against it. Uh, Well, it just didn't make it happen. We're going to start maybe live streaming, and then we're going to have basically like our video is going to be mostly uncut version of it. So the video and audio are going to be a little bit different in that sense. So anyway, uh, I'm here at work, so I'm going to head in. I mean, I've been talking for 15 minutes, so we're good. Anyways, guys, thanks for listening for uh, to Collateral Gaming Extras. Thanks for staying past the credits, and thanks for listening to me monologue. I try to keep it as entertaining as possible. I know I'm not nearly as funny on my own, but, um, yeah, I just wanted to update you guys. We've got a lot of stuff coming up, and, um, yeah, that's all I have to say. Collateral Gaming is an L Company production. All music and game clips are owned by their respective creators, are used for educational purposes only and are fair use. Please don't sue us. We're poor. There's a guy above you. There's a guy above you. Night, night, sunshine. There's a guy below you. There's a guy below you.